If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to the season four finale of Slow the F Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Katie Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode we offer science stories, skills, and songs to help you slow down, stress less, and love more. It's important to us that every episode is worth your time and you leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and able to make positive changes in your life. On today's episode, slow the F down with love. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. Most songs, books, and stories are about love. It has the power to soothe, inspire, and heal. But what is it? How does it work? Why does it have such a massive impact on your life? Elizabeth and I have been on a super deep slowdown exploration of love since opening the love school last year, and we are excited to share with you what we've learned. So if transforming every single aspect of your life for the better sounds good to you, we dedicate today's show to you. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Elizabeth, how do you define love? Well, if you had asked me this 20 years ago, I would have defined love solely as an emotion. But then I had my glimpse of enlightenment, as I call it, and my definition of love expanded. And I now define love in a more dynamic way. On one hand, yes, it's a feeling, an emotion that anyone listening to this is familiar with. I think you can all know what love feels like in your heart. But then I also define love as an energy frequency because when I had that glimpse of enlightenment, it was a completely impersonal love. It was like this mega energy that we are made of is love. And then as I really got to work with acknowledging that I even had needs in the first place, (laughs) and that my own healing lied in recognizing and fulfilling those needs and being able to express those needs to anyone I was in relationship with so that I could have a healthy relationship. Love became about action. So I guess you could also call that care, but I think care can be an expression of love. And so now it's like, for me, love is a feeling, it's a state or an energy frequency, and it's an action. What is love to you, Casey? To me, it's an energy. And it's an energy that influences our thoughts, our actions, and our behaviors. And similar to yourself, I think it's it's part of the fabric of everything that exists. Mm, that's a that's a good way to put it. It's in everything. And when I'm consciously aware of it, it's almost like a presence that I bring with me throughout life. We would love to hear, Slowdown fans, what love is to you. You can comment on Facebook or Instagram because I think love is different things to different people. And what's been so profound since Casey and I developed the idea to open the love school is I thought I had already been on a really deep journey with love. But that just dropped me to a whole nother level where I feel like I'm engaging with this energy frequency of love and I see how it weaves through every single part of my life. Obviously, in my relationship with Dale, my relationship with myself, 
but also my relationship with my work, my relationship with money, my relationship with society. I infuse love with my everyday simple tasks from the mundane, like a shower or doing the dishes, to the bigger aspects of my day, working with clients, to my feelings about my own society, global society, what's going on in the Ukraine, there is no aspect of my life that love doesn't touch or doesn't affect in some way. Yeah, as you were describing that, I was thinking like, oh, the question of just like asking yourself during those day-to-day -day tasks and frequently throughout the day, like, what would love do? I use that a lot. What would love do? How can I be more loving in this moment? How can I bring more love to this situation, to this person, to this Facebook post? <laughs> Right. And not in a way where I'm, you know, trying to be perfect or anything like that. But knowing that if I open my heart more, I have more wisdom. I have more energy. I have more, honestly, access to my brain function. You know, because your heart pumps blood through vessels to every single part of your body, including your brain. Damage to your blood vessels can lead to serious health conditions such as heart disease, stroke, and dementia. So keeping your blood vessels healthy can help you have a strong heart and brain. Negative states of mind, including depression, anxiety, loneliness, anger, and chronic stress may increase the risk of heart disease over time or worsen heart issues that already exist. And heart disease is the number one cause of death in the United States. And women are more likely to die of heart disease than men. And I think that we can't separate this physical functioning of the heart from our ability to healthily love, be loved. Because this ability to love and be loved pervades every single interaction that we go into in our everyday life. So it's so all intrinsically connected. Our feelings of love, our actions of love, our health, they're all constantly affecting each other. Yeah, they're constantly affecting everything, including the Earth's magnetic fields. What? <laughs> <laughs> right? The HeartMath Institute has a global coherence monitoring system where they set up these ultra-sensitive magnetic field detectors all around the planet that actually measure the fluctuation in the Earth's field. And they have people who they are actually monitoring who will consciously put themselves into a state of heart coherence and then they measure the relationship between that and Earth's magnetic fields. I'm going to guess that heart coherence means feeling love. Yes, it, it absolutely means. And, and when you see it actually on the, the readout, the movements when you're feeling love is smooth and flowing and even. And then when it's out of coherence, that's when you see the jagged, sharp spikes that normally indicate fear or disconnection from love. See, science always proves everything Casey and I discuss on Slow the F down show. <laughs> <laughs> Science is literally monitoring love. Like, how cool is that? This is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that enough people, like, consciously, intentionally tapping into heart coherence is actually having an effect on the Earth's magnetic fields blows my mind. But it shouldn't because it's all interconnected. 
Yeah, since 1996, I've been involved in massive global meditations about affecting this magnetic field and infusing it with love energy. And you'd think that the world would be in a much better place because so many thousands of us joined together to do this. And instead of thinking, oh, it's bullshit, it doesn't work. First of all, we have science proving that it works. And second of all, how much worse off would we all be if we weren't doing that? Oh my God, I can hardly think about it. I used to get really judgmental about nuns and Tibetan monks and priests. Go on. <laughs> you know, because I, I was living on and off at this Tibetan monastery for four years. And I'd be like, this is bullshit. These guys just sit around and don't do anything for their whole life. But then I learned that what they are doing is infusing this magnetic grid that surrounds the earth which is not a woo-woo thing, again, science. They're infusing it with love and love energy. So again, it's like, oh man, we think we're effed in the bee now. Like how much worse would we be off if there weren't people dedicated to working with these invisible forces? Totally. And thank you to those people if you happen to be listening to our podcast. And if you don't, thank you anyway. Because <laughs> it's That's important work that you're doing. That's right. Whenever I end a class, I end it with, I dedicate the healing that happened here today to the benefit of all sentient beings. I learned how to do that in the monastery. And it's sincere. It's that meeting of the macrocosm and the microcosm and the knowing that we're constantly influencing people that we will never see. And you know, it never hurts to radiate love. Doesn't hurt you. Doesn't hurt anybody else. So even if there wasn't scientific evidence of all of this stuff, acts of love are never done in vain. Those random acts of kindness, while you might not see the benefit that was afforded to someone else, rest assured in knowing that just your loving act helps somebody. I read a beautiful article today about a woman who had donated money so that a boy that she didn't know in Africa could go to school. And he not only went to school, he excelled and later in his life opened a foundation that afforded thousands of African children to be able to go to school. And I remember when I was 18 and so broke that I could barely eat and just pay my rent, but I always funded a child in Africa. And that was a total no-brainer to me. <laughs> and I've never actually really thought about it again until this moment when I read this article today that, oh, I might have really made a difference to someone. Like, yeah, duh, I did it and I, and I thought of that, but it struck me my heart on a whole different level today. Like, oh, wow, I don't know. I don't know how my act of love really affected somebody, but I really hope it did. Yeah, and, and I actually really love that attitude and that mentality in, in general when doing acts of love because there's a hopefulness, there's an openness to it, and there's also a non-attachment. And I think that that's a really great state to be in when doing acts of love. I was helping my mom with her Facebook account. Something was set in her settings where like literally everything anyone tagged or posted to her wall which is coming up and she was like how do you like how do I get rid of this so I go on her wall and there was five posts in a row Sandy donated to x organization Sandy donated to x organization she's like oh I don't know if I like I don't need people seeing that I talk to my mom often at least every couple days and she's never once mentioned that but like yourself it's this act of love that she's dedicated to and that she just 
does as a matter of course. And I think that's beautiful. Well, just as you are extremely easy to love, your mom, Sandy, is extremely easy to love. We love you, Sandy. Love radiates from her. It's palpable. It radiates from her face, from her eyes, from her heart. Like you can feel it being in her presence for seconds. I don't think anyone that met her would deny that. You can't deny how real love feels. It is this really powerful energy frequency. And Casey and I, in the last few days, did something I have never done, which is we listened to this entire season four of podcast episodes, which we dubbed The Season of Love. And if you look over the subject heading, you might not think that all of them have to do with love upon first glance. But if you listen to the episodes and you listen to what we share, you can see how all of these differing aspects of the experiences of being human all have something to do with love. We started off season four talking about sex. So that episode is infused with love and sexiness. And we share really deeply personal experiences as well as professional experiences. And we talk about having love for your body in that episode too. Yeah, and we talk about how love and sex come together to create a deeply profound experience. And you know, I have this thing that... <laughs> My life has been pretty hard and life is short and I want to feel as much love, joy, and happiness as humanly possible. And I've definitely had a journey with sex, which I share way TMI about in that episode. <laughs> I, I love that you shared that. I think it's so important for people to hear. You know, but Casey uses this word whenever she talks about sensuality and sexuality, which is aliveness. And just a few days ago in my non-linear practice, actually when I was teaching the stress release class, I dropped to yet another deeper level of my heart opening and feeling a rush of energy, excitement, aliveness, joy, pain, all at the same time, right? Because there's almost this pain and pleasure when we're feeling an extreme level of love. And it's now three days later and I still feel it. Like it's still super alive in me. And something that trauma does to us is it deadens our ability to be able to feel ecstasy and pleasure and happiness, joy, love at these really vibrant alive levels. That deadening effect is to protect us from our pain and from what we went through. So I actually understand why trauma does this to us. I totally get it. But that's also why I'm so passionate about healing our trauma and about doing the nonlinear movement method and coming to our classes because it enlivens you. And here I am years in and I've gotten to yet another level and days later it am still completely energized by it. What got me interested in sex, love, and relationship coaching was I felt this void that was like deep inside of my body and I was in a loving relationship and my life was very, very good, but it was just this void that was constantly there. And when I started to explore sexuality and explore trauma, I realized like, wow, okay, well, the reason that this void is here is actually because I have a lot of trauma 
right? And so then it became, how do I heal this trauma? How do I rewrite my sexual stories to be positive? And the role of love in in that situation switched from um, a yearning and an indicator that I needed support to a very loving presence that I could bring this trauma to and I could bring this pain to and it would actually help alchemize or make sense of or help me better understand the trauma that I had experienced. And that was present for a year, year and a half. I mean, there's still aspects of that that are present. But then once I was able to heal a lot of that trauma and feel that deeper connection that I was seeking that it was like helping to fill that void which was a deeper connection to myself it was a deeper connection to my sexuality and then ultimately a deeper connection to my partner then the presence of love served this role of of creating the safety that I needed to be able to show up and have sex in a way that was fun and be intimate in a way that was vulnerable and weird and all of the things that I wanted it to be And it eventually got to this place where I was actually able to say, you know, sex can be healing through the presence of love. And to start from where I was and to get to that point, knowing that I could take what was ever coming up in sex, whether it was pleasure or pain, and bring it to love. And no matter what I was experiencing, love was the support there. It's just wild to witness. It's absolutely incredible. And you mentioned about how we just kept through your and I's intention of focusing on love, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper in all these layers. And that's a perfect example of how how love has played all of these different roles in my own journey and how I'm sure five years from now, I'm going to be adding two or three more steps to that. <laughs> or, oh my God. I mean, first of all, we're going to be fucking amazing <laughs> five years from now. Like I can't even. Yeah, I mean, less than a week ago, I got to a whole nother level of love in my sexual relationship. It was awesome. As it should be. Sex is supposed to be awesome. It's awesome because of the amount of love present. And without love, there is no way I would be at the level of healing and wholeness that I'm at now. And you also, your beautiful share just gave me a reminder of a healing session I was in when I was 27 years old and the brilliant healer I was working with got me in touch with my heart and my heart chakra and asked me to describe how it felt. And I said, it feels like an empty metal tube. And she was so brilliant. She said, hmm, what could you bring to that empty metal metal tube to make it feel a little softer and fuller? And I said, a pink electric blanket. (laughs) (laughs) And she was so great. She's like, okay, so let's put this energetic pink electric blanket there and turn it on. Is that a little warmer? Is that a little fuller? It's like, "Mm, yeah. I was in so much pain and trauma, I could hardly even be in touch with my heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? And it's that thing of wherever you're at, slow down fan, maybe you can 
touch into your heart for a quarter of a second. That's awesome. That's great. Maybe, maybe you can feel love for a second. That's great. Wherever you are is so totally okay. Casey and I have been doing this for ages, for years. We've dedicated our lives personally and professionally to this. And guess what? We're still growing. We still have our days where contacting our heart may last a few seconds. Full armadillo mode. (laughs) And then we have days, weeks, months where we feel really loving and connected. But the difference is from where you're at and from where we are at is practice. We have practices in place that get us in touch with our heart, that move love energy through us, that accept ourselves for where we are at and how we are feeling in that moment. And one of the things that I'm most grateful for that's come from a really focused year on you know, doing a deep dive into love is my ability and my awareness around meeting my body's biological needs, like my basic biological needs. And I skipped that for so long and I put everything else in my life ahead of checking in with my body and being like, hey, 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 are we rested? Are we fed? Are we hydrated? Have we moved today? And and it's so simple and it's so basic that it's easy to completely overstep. But this year, about halfway in, I just kind of like really dug in and I was like, I am choosing to love myself by consistently checking in with myself again and again and again and making sure that these needs are met because when they are, I have more energy, I feel better, I'm a happier version of myself, I'm a more loving version of myself, I can think better, my brain functions, I work better, I'm more creative, I'm less sore. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And I've been in wellness for, gosh, almost 15 years now. So none of this is news or rocket science. But the shift was is before I would exercise because I signed up for a half marathon or I would eat healthy because I'm trying to follow the food pyramid and, you know, my people pleasing tendencies, whatever it was. But the shift was now this was actually coming from a place of love because I built trust through the process of loving my body. So if you have a child and that child is hungry and thirsty and hasn't moved or exercised all day, it's not going to be happy. It's going to be cranky. Shit's going to hit the fan. When you can turn that around and like I'm like imagining a mirror right now you can turn around and you can look at yourself and be like well same same goes for you like if you could parent your child and meet those biological needs and and do it from a place of love not from a place of obligation but from a genuine place of love like I love you so much that I'm going to continually check in with you and make sure that no matter what's going on in life that at the bare minimum your basic needs are met that has been life-altering Isn't it amazing that we do so well with children, with pets, and it's like pulling teeth to do that for ourselves. You and I are super conscious. We're on top of it, and we have to put effort into that shit. Oh, yes. I'm still like, "Mm, I gotta go to the gym. But I do it. (laughs) (laughs) And we have each other. It can be so hard to do this on your own. And if you haven't already, please sign up for our Love Yourself virtual retreat. It's December 3rd, 2022. We have you make a comfy nest in your own home. You can sign up at thelove.school. That's thelove.school. This one is only for women, but go and sign up and we'll really help you to make loving yourself in these practical ways 
and within your mind, physically, energetically, we will help you have a true breakthrough in loving yourself. Because we know how hard it can be to try to do this stuff on your own. We can even have a resistance to doing the things that are really good for us that we really want to do. We can still have resistance to that. So if that happens to you, if you know you should love yourself more, but find it really hard, you're so not alone. There's specific things you can do that really work to help you love yourself more and to manifest more love in every single area of your life. You can sign up at thelove.school. That's thelove.school. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what? No, I, I, I don't need help. I, I'm fine. But part of you is kind of curious if you really are fine. We have a whole episode on slowly F down with denying you need help. It is a beautiful episode. I highly suggest that you listen to that. That, that whole episode, we talk about um, reasons why that we deny that we need help. For me, one of the top reasons that I believe that we should all seek professional support and professional help is because it is an act of love. And it's not only an act of love for you because it helps give you an understanding of where some of the thoughts or behaviors or actions that you're doing are coming from and ways to respond differently or get new belief systems and relieve you of, of, the, of the suffering that is going on as a result of not getting help. But what I've seen in my own personal life is that by me loving myself enough to get help, it actually makes me a more loving daughter, aunt, friend, partner, and so when I'm around other people in my life, because I've gone through the process of getting help and understanding myself and, and, and having that deeper level of compassion for what was going on inside of me and for me, when I see it in someone else, instead of going right to judgment, I'm able to soften and also and, and meet that with compassion and meet it with understanding and, and meet it with grace and love. And so I think that when we get help for ourselves, we are also causing a ripple effect out to everybody that we're connected with. I know for myself, that's a motivating factor to get support because it helps me, but it's also helping everyone I come in contact with and my family. And as the First Nation people say, for the next seven generations. We've talked about love for yourself, love for others. Love is an energy frequency. Love is an emotion. Love is action, sex, trauma. And we hope that you've heard something new and inspiring about love today from a different angle or a different way of looking at it than you ever have before. And if any of those topics that we just named are particularly interesting to you, remember that we have full episodes where we go in depth with each one of these. So if you're like, oh yeah, I'm interested to learn more about how love affects intimacy, we have a whole episode on that. So definitely go through the notes section of our podcast and read through the topics and find the one that really speaks to you. Yeah, we've got 41 episodes, y'all. Until the last few days, I never spent any time sitting and listening to our episodes because I thought I'd cringe hearing my own voice. And <laughs> I didn't. It was freaking awesome. Just listening to my own podcast, I felt uplifted. I felt empowered. I felt proud. <laughs> And super grateful that I get to do this with Casey. You know, and there's just so much to love. Like we said, that's why almost every song, book, movie <laughs> is written about it. Because it is this amazing, epic 
energy frequency that affects every single part of our life. And if you want support with that and you're a lady person, then be sure to go to thelove.school and click on the link for our retreat, which is December 3rd, 2022. We feel secure in guaranteeing that you will have a breakthrough in loving yourself. And we promise we will make it fun. You will feel relaxed and nurtured and totally taken care of. So just go to thelove.school and grab your ticket. Can you hear the train? Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. It's so beautiful. I love that sound. <laughs> and if you're hearing this and it's too late for that retreat, you can go to the Love School and sign up for our vision board party. It's free. It's happening January 14th, 2023. And it's the 17th year that it is going strong. Women from all over the globe gather support each other we make these really powerful impactful vision boards and this is like a master class in conscious manifestation we share wisdom and answer your questions all day long as we are drinking champagne and eating fabulous hors d'oeuvres <laughs> and you and your girlfriends are welcome to join us for absolutely zero dollars. So go to the love.school and click on the link for the vision board party and sign up. And in 2023, we will also be doing our stress release class. We might rename it, we're sitting with that. Give us some time, you know we're slow, but we're gonna be doing it on Monday nights, not Saturdays, because a lot of people that are very dedicated to their nonlinear movement method practice just can't make it on Saturdays. We listen to you and we respond. So we're gonna be doing it on Monday evenings. So we hope you can make it for that monthly class. And also, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or directly from our show site, these sites are in the show notes. So you can just go there and click on the links and it'll take you right to where you need to be. We'll go into our slowdown skill Slow down interview and slow down song right after a word from our sponsor. Hey, slow down fans, it's me, Mother Nature. I feel your love when you appreciate a sunset, a blossoming cherry tree, changing of the leaves in autumn, or a quiet, snowy night. I feel your love when you recycle, pick up trash when no one's looking, and donate to support my environment. The more time we spend together, the more love we generate. And the more love we generate, the more love we all get to feel. And now, for your slowdown skill. We want to give you a super easy way to generate more love energy. Begin by focusing your attention in the area of the heart. Imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area. Breathing in a little slower and deeper than usual. Go ahead and think of a pet you have now, have had, or an animal that you feel love for. Let yourself smile and feel your love for that animal gradually expanding with each breath.
And on your next breath, think of someone you care about and let yourself feel love for them. breath, allow that feeling of love to be felt for yourself. See, that only took a few breaths for you to generate more love energy. You can do that every day to give yourself this little slow down moment to soothe your nervous system and feel so much more love. And now for your slow down interview. Today we have Tori Mystic on the show. Tori is an influencer, educator, podcaster, and founder of the award-winning dog mom lifestyle brand, Wear, Wag, Repeat. Her mission is to help women live their best life with dogs, as pet parents and petpreneurs. Her expertise has been featured in BuzzFeed, Good Morning America, and the Wall Street Journal. Tori lives with her two chocolate labs, Lucy and Bert, and a 110-year-old house with a hot pink door. Welcome, Tori. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. We are so excited to have you at Slow the F Down Show. We are all about helping people slow down, stress less, and love more. And what we want to know is how slowing down has helped you, Tori. Well, I I definitely have slowed down a lot. Um, and I think a big part of that has to do with my dogs. And I think that many of us who are dog lovers and pet lovers, I just, I won't limit it just to dogs. My dogs definitely like to live in the moment. And um, they're 10 years old. They still have a lot of energy. And as long as we burn that energy, they're really great about napping and resting and drinking their water and I'm always trying to kind of observe what they're doing because they're just more intuitive and, and natural with how they treat themselves than we are because they don't have a to-do list. They don't have anyone asking them to do something. So when they're tired, they rest. When they want to have fun, they nudge you until you play with them. And you know, when they're thirsty, they drink water. They're really my examples of how to live and uh, how to be more intentional, I guess, about everything. Yeah, their actions are a direct reflection of what their needs are. And then they're just trying to communicate. So so you can help them fulfill their needs. Yes, exactly. And as the dog guardian, which is kind of how I like to refer to myself, um, you really need to communicate with your dog. And in order to do that, you need to slow down and figure out what their signals are. Um, you know, when, when people train their dog as like a scent detecting dog, like a drug sniffing dog or something like that. I mean, that's an extreme example, but they have like a, a tell, you know, an indicator. So some dogs sit, some dogs bark, some dogs wag their tail really fast to indicate that they've found the thing. And it's up to the person to figure out what that dog's signal is. And you really can't rush it and you have to just let the dog figure it out. And then you need to be in the moment and attuned to them and how they're communicating with you because they're not always going to do it in the way that you want. So you need to kind of learn what their signals are and pick up on that. But you're right, they act on instinct. You know, there's so many ways that they do that. And I'm lucky that I get to spend all day with them and kind of observe 
how they are. And I, I try to let my dogs be dogs as much as I can because they know what's best for them, I think. I love how you just shared too that slowing down helps you communicate with them and learn how to communicate with them because I think there can be this tendency to be like, this dog isn't doing what I want it to do. And it's like, well, you have to slow down and learn. And like you were saying, what are the signs? What are the um, messages that they're giving you? Right. Maybe you guys have seen there's this trend right now with teaching your dog to communicate with buttons that you like record words on. Christina Hunger is one of the people who's kind of pioneered that field and she's done amazing advanced things and other people have as well. But when your average person gets those buttons, they want the dog to immediately press the button to communicate what it is that they want. Not everyone understands that it's like you got to start with with baby steps. You know, and, and so I got a set of those buttons or during the pandemic at some point and I was, oh, great. I'll tell my, you know, I'll train my dogs to press it when they want to go outside or when they want a snack or water or whatever. And I realized as I was trying to get them to use these buttons that if I would just slow down and pay attention, they're already communicating these things to me. And so I, I gave up on the buttons because... I realized that if I just paid attention, I would know when my dog walks into the kitchen and if they're going to look at their water bowl or if they're going to look at the door. And I know what they want. And they're communicating to me and I'm picking up on that. And I didn't need them to conform to the buttons. <laughs> I needed to conform to how, you know, they had already devised a system. I just needed to pick up on it. I appreciate your awareness so much. I wish more people would slow down and listen to each other, whether it's their pet, their children, their spouse. I I'm feeling a lot of gratitude towards you right now. Thank you. I mean, it just so happens that I live in my house with my dogs. I don't live with any other humans. So I'm sure you could apply this to people too. <laughs> I just don't have a lot of experience uh, living with other people to do that. But, but the dogs are a great example. Um, of how to just kind of be patient. Yeah, I'm, I'm reflecting a lot. I've been doggy and kitty sitting recently and it's interesting because I would say I work with great humans who have well-trained pets. <laughs> and even with that, every time I'm with a new animal or with the dogs, it's, you know, I'll, I'll take them to my home. There's so many messages that I'm receiving from them. And I'm just, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh, right. I could like look at if they're looking at their water bowl and just even slow down more to just be that much more present. Yeah. Or, or see if there's like a certain area where they are gravitating towards like maybe it's because they like the coolness coming under the door or maybe they're always lying next to the oven because they're hoping you would like turn the oven on and make something because they want to be warm and they like the smells of it you know there, there's all kinds of things um when you kind of look through your pet's eyes and kind of wonder about what they're thinking of because they have thoughts and emotions and everything too they're constantly thinking should i go upstairs should i <laughs> should i go left should i go right should i what should i do um and so they are they're making decisions and and they're having thoughts so it's interesting to just think about what those are we've already given us a lot of wonderful tips but do you have any slow down advice for others yeah sure Recently, and this is kind of not dog related, but this is just something I've been kind of doing in the last couple of weeks, is I am in this book club. It's a virtual book club. 
the woman who runs it lives in England and most of the people in the book club, I think, are in England. So it's kind of fun to just be part of this sort of different community of people. But she's a law of attraction person. And so some of the books are law of attraction. I love law of attraction. But this month, they're always kind of different topics. And it's been really interesting. We did one that was a tapping book, like EFT tapping. Uh, we did one that was crystals and all kinds of different stuff. And then this month, the book is about living in, you know, with the rhythm of your menstrual cycle and also the lunar cycle and how sometimes those can be like similar or the same. Um, and that's been really kind of interesting. And I, I think again, you know, with the dogs, like they know when they need to rest and they know when they have energy and they want to go run around and be crazy or be social or not be social. And it's the same thing with us. You know, I don't know <laughs> how much dogs live in accordance with like their menstrual cycle, but they, they do certainly live in accordance with like the lunar phases. I mean, all animals do and they don't have to think as hard about it, I guess. Um, so now I'm reading this book and downloading this app and tracking all this stuff. Meanwhile, the dogs already know, all the animals already know how to act this way, but it, it is a really kind of interesting thing to look into and how, you know, there are certain weeks of the month where you want to focus on being more social and being more collaborative and more connected. And there's other weeks where you want to focus on like being by yourself and reflecting on what's happened or planning for the future or something. And so that's something that it's still new to me, but I just find it really fascinating. And it's just like, it clicks, like it makes so much sense. I'm like, duh, <laughs> you know, why aren't we all doing this? I guess the patriarchy is why we're not doing all of this, but <laughs> that's a topic for another thing. <laughs> It, it is the patriarchy, Tori. It is. We talk about it all the time. Yes. It's been programmed out of us. And so then we have to read a book and get into these wonderful groups of women to help and to support each other to get back into our own natural rhythms that are, of course, in tune with the rhythms of nature. You know, I relate everything to dogs. And so speaking of, of the patriarchy, just kind of trying to make things harder for us and keep us down, you know, in dog training, there's a huge spectrum uh, of dog training, but you know, there's these usually men who have these like real alpha methodologies for training dogs and how we are superior to the dogs and they must conform and they must behave and they must do this and they must do that. And, you know, it's been scientifically proven in the last couple of decades, how ineffectual that is. And I think that it's just, again, you know, being more communicative with them and this more like relationship-based dog training has been proven to be way more effective than the more aversive approaches. I think it's just so tied into this living with the lunar phases, respecting nature, respecting that the dogs are cognitive beings just like us. And um, just, I think it's just like a respect for the energy around us. Sorry, that got so off topic. I don't know where I'm even going with this now at this point. <laughs> A girl, no, you're 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 in good company right now. No problem whatsoever. Could not agree more. I'm loving this conversation so much. And it's something that that Casey and I have actually done podcast episodes on and bring into the love school where we teach women how to love themselves and love others better. And there's this thing about healthy masculine energy and healthy feminine energy and how they interrelate the dynamics of it and how the patriarchy is an example of unhealthy masculine energy, but there's healthy masculine energy too. So with dogs, I find if I am in my 
healthy masculine authority i'm directing but not controlling and the animal feels so much safer and i've told i don't know 40 people i've done this with i can leash train any dog in about seven minutes and all it takes is me being relaxed in communication that's the feminine but directive that's the healthy masculine yes oh right i did this with you and uh yep. we won't name the dogs we don't you know we don't want a dog shame here but it was about seven minutes where a dog that that was very skittish and tense and high strung was relaxed just totally in their own pace so coming back to their their healthy pacing which is part of trauma healing right so you see everything through a dog lens i see everything through a trauma lens and so the dog has to feel safe so creating that safe atmosphere where they know you have a direction so they can relax and go with the flow and it's so respectful yes yeah and i think you're so accurate with that that you know a lot of dogs are just anxious because so many people are putting too much pressure on them to, to do certain things and by making the dogs feel like you have it under control you don't need them to protect you you're actually there to protect them can kind of help them relax we don't need to make our dogs feel like the weight is on their shoulders and they need to do everything for us we can show them that we're here to give them a safe and healthy life so beautiful thank you for your awesome slowdown wisdom and for going wide and bringing it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sharing some different thoughts than I usually share, which is kind of fun. Well, that's because we can hold space for it all. <laughs> Thanks for letting me just kind of go off on a tangent. Yeah. Do you happen to have a favorite slowdown song? Yes. So one of my favorite kind of slower songs that I just love, it just like vibrates through me, which and it's a very random song, but it is bang bang by nancy sinatra wow really <laughs> i love that song so much wow i think it's just kind of like eerie and i just like it that might be the darkest slowdown song yes. we've had on here <laughs> and K casey and i embrace darkness so no problem zero judgment from us uh, and i'm i'm happy to to promote that slowdown song for our fans <laughs> I love it. And, and the feminine energy is darkness, too. So it's kind of, you know, in alignment with what we we're talking about. Love it. I was on a date one time and some guy asked me what my favorite song was. And I said that song and he had never heard it. And I played it and he was like, what? This? <laughs> yeah, that might scare me on a first date. <laughs> that, that didn't go very far in that relationship. <laughs> Hey. It might not have gone very far on my first date either, except as I say that, I remember that my first date with Dale, we talked about death for like four hours. So maybe it would have worked out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you would like to advocate for? Well, I, I just was sharing before we hit record that I just signed up to be a foster uh, dog mom. And I would encourage anyone who has a little bit of space and a little bit of time in their heart to also be a foster pet parent because it it really makes a difference. Um, if just 1 million people in the United States would foster, we could practically end euthanasia due to overcrowding in shelters. So 
1 million people is not that many across the entire country. So I just signed up. So now it's like one person less than that. <laughs> oh, throwing down the gauntlet, Tori. I like it. Yes. Please do that um, or donate to causes that support fostering and um, animal rescue because it's really important. Yeah. So that's what I would love everyone to check out. But if you want to see what I'm up to, you can go to wearwagrepeat.com or come find me on social media and Usually the conversation's a little bit different than what I talked about today, but if you want to get really deep, you could feel free to DM me. <laughs> well, I love it. That's wherewagrepeat.com. We're going to have that link on all of our social media, and we'll put it in the show notes at slowthefdownshow.com. Tori, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I love hearing your heart the, um, the love and advocacy that you have for dogs. I think it's so important. And we just thank you so much. I think this is going to be a discussion that people really, really enjoy. Thank you so much for having me on and um, for creating this platform and this space and, and letting us have this really interesting conversation. It was really fun. Wow. That interview was awesome. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? I enjoyed the the ease and flow of this episode and it was really cool reflecting on mega energy that is love and all the ways that has profoundly affected both of us over the past year. It was just really cool to kind of see it all come together. Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? You know, I always enjoy bringing the science into it because those of us who feel everything and can see the invisible have such a sense of validation when science confirms what we know and experience. And I'm so actually not a woo-woo spiritual person. <laughs> I'm a very practical, like if it can't work for me, don't waste my time. And I love how we can go wide, but we also always bring it to the practical and give people skills on this show and give them ways to take it so much deeper and be truly involved and engaged in this experience of life, which to me is the experience of love. Slow down, fans. What was your favorite part of today's show? If you found something helpful in this episode, Please subscribe and share it with a loved one who can also benefit from Slow the F Down Show. Our mission is to help as many people as possible slow down, stress less, and love more. And we can't do that without you. And if you're digging our content and want more personalized slowdown goodness, become a sloth level patron and get free access to our monthly stress release classes that are live over Zoom. You'll learn a method that is guaranteed to help you unstick your stress from your body, emotions, and mind. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show. That's patreon.com slash slow the F down show, all one word, and choose the tier that works best for you. To our existing patrons, thank you. Thank you. We love you and your support truly means the world to us. This episode concludes season four. We're off to slow the F down for the holidays. Thank you for listening. Remember to use your slowdown skills to release stress and love more. And we're excited to bring you season five in the new year. If you're feeling stressed out and you've got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.